everyone, and welcome back to the Committed Youth Podcast. In case you were wondering, we are still Committed Youth, uh, the high school student ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. We really want to uh, keep on connecting with you guys. So if you are listening, whatever platform you're listening on, uh, just go ahead and subscribe or follow or do whatever you have to to stay up to date as we continue to post these episodes. So once again, I am Kevin Melgar, and I will be hosting this crazy train known as today's episode. And back here with me is my co-host, international music video sensation, Brandon Garcia. <laughs> yes. Hey, guys. That's you here again co-hosting with you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, Brandon, just let them know uh, what was the international music video sensation about. So, I did some time in Kenya, a missionary work, and then a second year I went was just to hang out with people I had met the first year. And apparently, I guess, two of the guys I met were famous artists, and they asked me to be part of their music video. So, the artist, the, shout out to Kabasa, <laughs> the two-man uh, Christian rap group, and... They asked me to be in the music video, and the music video is called Dago. Uh, unfortunately, that music video has disappeared, so there's kind of no proof that it happened, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> we take you at your word, Brandon. Uh, and for nothing, if nothing else, it made for a great introduction, so I'm happy about that. Uh, but continuing with our international theme, we actually have a student with us today. Uh, his family moved all the way from Africa just so he could be on this podcast. So I'm going to say hello to Ben Stead. How you doing, Ben? Very <laughs> good. How's it going, Kevin? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so you lived in Africa for how many years total? Um, for about six years. In Uganda and South Africa during that time, right? Uh, yeah. Sweet. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, but, you know, that's not all. We upped our ante for our second episode, and we brought in a second student. So... Uh, we have another intrepid traveler whose heritage hails from the beautiful Central American country of Guatemala, uh, Christian Aguirre. So say hi to our listening audience, Christian. How's it going? Hey, so uh, we share a little bit in common as far as uh, heritage, because my family is also 100% from Guatemala. So it's good to have another Guatemalan here on the podcast. I just found out like yesterday that Ben is... A tiny bit Guatemalan too, so that was amazing. Super happy to hear about that. <laughs> so we yeah. have Brandon outnumbered. I'm the outcast. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Ben have Africa in common, so. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the fact that you and Ben have Africa in common, on our first episode, you know, we had Nathan Baserto on and we kind of had him run through our version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I thought it would be fun today to kind of keep the icebreakers going as far as games. And uh, what better way to break the ice than with the classic icebreaker, Two Truths and a Lie. And I thought, you know, we could make this international edition since we have uh, a little bit of Guatemalan representation here, a little bit of African representation here. We're going to have Ben and Christian kind of go through and play a little guessing game here. Two Truths and a Lie. One set of truths and lies will be about Africa specifically the country of Uganda, and the other set of truths and lies will be about Guatemala. So this will be interesting. We'll see how this goes. But the twist is going to be, we're going to have Ben answer questions about Guatemala and Christian answer questions about Uganda. So <laughs> it'll be one set of, uh, of quote-unquote facts for each one. There will be two facts that are true, and then one quote-unquote fact uh, that is actually a lie. So let's start out 
with Christian, your job is to pick which one of these three facts is not true. Uh, so there's no Googling allowed during this game, just so you guys know, and we'll see how this goes. So Christian, are you ready? Uh, probably not, but let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. All right, here we go. So Christian, facts about Uganda, the three facts that you'll be considering today. So number one, Uganda has one of the smallest church buildings in the world, holding only three people at a time, including the pastor. That's fact number one. Fact number two. Uganda is the only place outside of the United States to manufacture the Hummer H3. Fact number three, in Uganda, a Rolex is a type of omelet. An expensive omelet. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so we will, uh, I'll, I'll repeat these one more time just so our listeners can kind of get a good grasp on them while you think about this, Christian. So fact number one. Uganda has one of the smallest church buildings in the world, holding only three people at a time, including the pastor. Fact number two, Uganda is the only place outside of the United States to manufacture the Hummer H3. And fact number three, in Uganda, a Rolex is a type of omelet. So Christian, what are you thinking right now as far as which one of these could be true and which one could be false? I'm thinking the Rolex one seems like it's out there, but then it also has a possibility of being true, so I'm not too sure. Hmm. I'm just going to go with my gut feeling and do in Uganda, Rolex is a type of omelet, is the lie. <laughs> that definitely is the strangest of the three, so that's that's your that's your answer. Number Fact number three, in Uganda, a Rolex is a type of omelet, is the one you are calling out as a lie. Yes. All right. So, fact number three is actually true. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> Ben, did you know that? Yeah, I've I've, I've, I've actually had a couple, but <laughs> you had a couple of Rolexes in your hey, huh? <laughs> high roller. That's <laughs> living the life. Yeah. So, so these were really fun to look up. Um, so that is actually true. A Rolex, from from what I gather, and, and Ben, you can correct me if I'm wrong. So a Rolex is a type of omelet that's made with pepper, tomatoes, cabbage, and onion wrapped in chapati. Is, is that correct, Ben? Oh, uh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So that's like a, a flatbread. So really, really interesting. I think the other fact, the one that was incorrect is actually... Uh, Uganda being the only place outside of the United States to manufacture the Hummer H3. Fact number two is incorrect. And that actually is a true fact about South Africa, but it wasn't Uganda. So South Africa is the only country to have manufactured uh, the Hummer H3 outside of the United States, but it was not Uganda. And fun fact, uh, so fact number one is also true. Bethel Church, which I find ironic because Bethel is one of the huge churches over here, but this this chapel called Bethel Church uh, in Nebi Town in Uganda is only eight feet tall and is about only eight feet wide and it does only fit three people at a time so <laughs> it's really interesting it's uh yeah it's it's a pretty cool pretty cool little chapel from what i gather maybe one day i'll get there hey ben when we're all gathering together again would you be able to make us a couple of rolexes um i've actually never made one but <laughs> now's the time to learn I do some research <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ben. I I want a Rolex from you. That's that's the birthday present I want. Rolex, either the watch or the omelet. I'll take either one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> All right. So now it's Ben's turn to get into the hot seat. Uh, determine the, the two truths and the one lie. Uh, so let's see if you can guess which one of these facts about Guatemala 
is not true. Fact number one. Guatemalan money is named after the country's national bird. Fact number two. Guatemala is home to the largest lake in Central America. And fact number three. Guatemala was the location where George Washington invented instant coffee. So think about that for a second. And then I'll read those through one more time just so to make sure everybody didn't mishear what I just said. Uh, fact number one, Guatemalan muddy is named after the country's national bird. Fact number two, Guatemala is home to the largest lake in Central America. And fact number three, Guatemala was the location where George Washington invented instant coffee. What are you thinking, Ben? Um, just right off, I think I feel like number three is the lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I don't. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with number three. All right. So Ben, you're saying that fact number three, Guatemala was the location where George Washington invented instant coffee, is incorrect. Yes, that's a, that's the one I'm choosing. <laughs> <laughs> so fact number three is actually true. <laughs> you guys are hating on each other's foods and drinks, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the food is definitely a big factor here. Fact number three is correct. And uh, I'll, I'll go through these in order just so we can kind of root these out. So fact number one, Guatemalan money is named after the country's national bird. That is true. Uh, so uh, you correctly thought about that one, Ben. A Guatemalan money is named uh, Quetzales or Quetzals, depending on how you want to say it, after the Quetzal, which is the national bird of Guatemala. Woot woot. <laughs> and then fact number two, Guatemala is home to the largest lake in Central America. So this is actually the lie. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so uh, the largest lake in Central America is actually in Nicaragua. But Guatemala is home to the deepest lake in Central America. Uh, big shout out to Lake Atitlan, which is a beautiful lake in Guatemala. And so Guatemala is not home to the largest lake in Central America. So number two is false. Fact number three. Now, this is the one that is the most outlandish. And I honestly could not stop laughing for like two minutes straight when I found out that this was actually true. Uh, so George Constant Lewis Washington was a Belgian-American <laughs> oh. inventor. Wow. Who, who was living in Guatemala when he had the idea to produce instant coffee. Uh, so he actually wasn't the first person to invent instant coffee, but he was uh, the first to invent a version of instant coffee that was commercially successful. Uh, so he actually built a pretty big business off of it from what I gather. So yeah, go ahead and Google that if you guys are listening, just to make sure that I'm, I'm actually not lying to you guys. So <laughs> George Washington did invent instant coffee in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, it's funny. I mean, he must have been a pretty, pretty creative guy to just be sitting in uh, in Central America and come up with this idea of, you know, hey, I want to I want to make instant coffee. The, so the story is that he was sitting uh, at home and he saw some dried like coffee grounds on the edge of his cup. And that's what gave him the idea to get started in, in making instant coffee. And I think <clears throat> it segues kind of perfectly talking about people being creative while being at home into our main topic today, which is talking about how to quarantine creatively. I know that's kind of ironic. We're talking about all these exotic places, Guatemala, Africa, while we're all stuck at home. <laughs> uh, but, you know. I think we have a lot of really creative people in our youth group, and I'm happy to have you two students here today uh, who are definitely two of the creative people that we have. 
to talk about, you know, how can we be creative as we're stuck in quarantine, stuck in our houses? We don't know how much longer this is going to last uh, during this whole COVID-19 season. Uh, but for now, this is where we're at. So, you know, we talked about reading the Bible last time and and how that should be part of our day and part of the time that we spend. But what do we do with the rest of our day? Uh, if you're listening to this and you are studying the Bible all your waking hours, then please continue to do so. But for the rest of us, uh, <laughs> how are we going to spend the remaining hours of our day beyond the essential Bible reading uh, that we should be doing? So I want to kick this off with uh, the question posed at, at you guys. What are some creative hobbies that, that we can be doing at home? And, and what are some creative hobbies that you guys are doing at home right now? Christian, why don't we start with you? Oh, for me, it's mostly the creative hobbies that I've been doing it has to do with the art, like painting or drawing. And I feel like some people might see that as a turnoff as one of the things to do because they think they don't have the talent for it. But in reality, I never took any like painting classes or anything. I just tried it. And then the more I did it, the more I got better at it. So it just takes time and practice to get into it. Yeah, and that's awesome. I mean, and what do we have if not time? right now, right? <laughs> so I think it's funny because a lot of people will be like, oh, well, you know, this is something I always thought would be cool to get into, but it's, you know, when am I actually going get to get into it? Well, good news, everyone. We have plenty of time right now. Uh, even those of us who might still be in school or still might be, you know, working or whatever, most of us still have more free time than we did before. So I think this is definitely a good time to take advantage of that, to kind of get into something new, get, get learning. Ben, what have you been up to as far as some of the things that you've been doing creatively? Um, I've also been doing a little bit of art, but, um, I've been doing a lot of research on like, uh, like videography and things like that, since you can't necessarily get out right now to actually do those things, um, especially with skateboarding, but, uh, researching video parts and finding like filmers that you might want to emulate their style, I guess, has been one thing and I've actually been growing a lot of plants besides that I've been also doing lots of reading and research on a couple of those things but yeah those are probably the main things also playing guitar I got back into it you want to play a couple of songs for us real quick (laughs) 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 yeah and that's so cool because I mean I think one of the thing also you know besides stuff like you were saying that you can actually get out and do um like you were saying, videography and specifically trying to video people skating or, or doing outdoor activities. Maybe we can't do that right now, but I think it's really cool that you point out that as we're still at home, we can still be looking into all this stuff and learning more about it so that one day when things hopefully do kind of return more back to normal, we can we can put that into practice. I think it's really cool uh, you know, how many things there are to do. And there's really, as far as being creative, there's no like set correct answers as far as what you should be doing creatively at your house. Um, I think really the best thing to look for is activities that we can do that are going to be, you know, building us up, giving us new skills, giving us new new ways to to use our, our talents and abilities, and really using those talents and abilities to to glorify God, I think is really the, the main purpose of all of it. I think it's cool because in, in Genesis, it talks about at the beginning of the world, God created everything, right? And And we serve a God that is a creator. He is someone that made everything that we see simply by the words of his mouth. And just to think that the magnitude of the universe was contained just in the words that God spoke is crazy. And when we participate in being creative, whether it be, you know, playing music, 
um, doing art, like you were saying, Ben, you know, growing plants and, and doing all these things. I think that it's a really cool opportunity to kind of take part in that creative process. You know, Genesis 127 says that God made us in his image. And I think that being creative and spending our time doing things that are going to, you know, create new things, bring things forth, that's part of showing God's image in us as as little creators ourselves. You know, God has given us the ability and the capacity to be able to create within what he has created. So I think that it's really cool that you guys are taking advantage of those opportunities and those possibilities. For me personally, I've been looking into podcasting. Uh, <laughs> uh, learning different things about video editing and stuff like that too. So this has been it's been a really cool growing season for me as well, and I, I know that it's really cool to be able to to get into that. I think there's such a big draw right now and such a big emphasis on consuming. You know, we're all looking for what's the next Netflix show that I can you know binge or or what's the next movie that I can watch. But taking some time to think, okay, what am I going to create today instead of just consuming? I think it's a, a really good mindset to have, and I'm glad to see. Uh, that you guys are kind of taking that mindset to heart. So I want to go back uh, to you, Christian, a little bit, because speaking of doing things that that can glorify God in the midst of what we're doing, I know that your art, you've been using that a little bit to help support relief efforts, right, for COVID. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so one of the ways that I kind of started with my hobby of painting was I wanted to customize one of my jackets, so I started painting a jacket, and then some people like liked my painting, so I thought, why don't I paint one for them? But then usually when it comes to like, painting jackets, they're usually expensive. So I thought about doing a raffle instead, so it becomes more affordable for those who can't like buy a jacket just because it's painted on it. And I was, honestly, the, my first idea was just get some money out of painting this jacket and doing a raffle. But then my dad came up to me, he's like, hey, I think it'd be a pretty good idea in this time if you donate the money you got to the relief efforts at the church. And after I heard that, I'm like, yeah, that's totally a great idea. I'm going to do that. So instead of using the money that I earned from the raffle for myself, I'm going to use it to donate to the church for the COVID-19 relief efforts. And that is so cool. Being able to use, you know, the hobbies and the things that you're into, not just for yourself, but being able to use that to contribute to what's going on around you and use that to to point to you know, what God is doing even through through our church and through our ministry and hopefully contribute to that. Yeah, and I think on, on that too, I think it's awesome. I know a couple of weeks ago um, in our youth group, we're reading through the book of Judges and one of the topics was our, the, the story of Gideon and God had him only go with 300 and not his full army because he says, if you went with numbers I'm in your favor, then you would take the glory, right? You would be self-glorified. Um, and Christian stated earlier that he hasn't taken classes. He's not this huge artist, and he kind of just been practicing on his own. And I think in this time, uh, God is using him in that. And so that Christian can't take the credit for that. Uh, as he mentioned earlier, he's not someone that's been going to artist school or whatever that's called. Um, um, but it's, it's really God giving him this gift, and now he's giving this gift to glorify God. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And another cool thing is that was also your dad's idea, Christian. So if you're listening to this, you're a student living with your parents, listen to your parents. They have good ideas most of the time. (laughs) So that's one way we can be creative is is with the hobbies that we're doing, with the things that we're doing, um, and how we can use those hobbies or skills or talents, even the ones that are still being developed, to glorify God and and to, to point to 
to God instead of ourselves, I think is a really important thing to consider. In addition, I know that us being stuck at home and talking about being creative while we're being in quarantine, there's a lot of stuff still going on. The world goes on. There's still events that go on. People still have birthdays, especially. So I just wanted to talk really quickly about special events and and being creative, uh, not only in what we do as far as how we spend our free time, but also how we can you know celebrate with with others uh, about stuff that's going on. So Brandon, I know that you've been working with helping to to celebrate some seniors recently. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah. So our youth ministry, um, we miss you guys so much. Uh, those of you guys listening, part of um, our committed youth. Uh, we do discipleships. We see you guys face to face, and that's great. But the in-person interaction has been something that we've been missing, and we feel for you, seniors. We know senior year is not going as <laughs> every senior plans it, right? With prom, with actual graduation, walking on the stage, uh, caps and gowns, all that uh, stuff, and it's kind of been taken from you guys, and it's out of everyone's control. And so something we decided to do, because I don't even know if we're going to be doing a summer retreat this summer. So the seniors won't even be getting a senior retreat, their final retreat. And so what a lot of us uh, youth leaders have been doing is we've been surprising the seniors with their own little last senior uh, youth service. And so a handful of us youth leaders uh, drive to the seniors' houses and we'll get out. We've got uh, Brian, who leads worship with his guitar. Um, we social distance on the seniors' lawns. Uh, we're wearing our masks. We're, we're taking precautions. We're follow. We're abiding by all the rules that we need to be abiding by. Um, but we're doing what we can to bring service to these seniors. And so we surprise them. We'll give them a little uh, box of baked cookies with a card that all of the youth leaders signed um, with memories from what we have with them. And just yeah, we're missing them. Uh, we'll do two songs with them. We'll we'll lead them through live worship. Uh, one of us leaders, or a couple of us leaders, will give verses. That so, as we're driving to these seniors' houses, we're all praying and seeing what the Lord has for us to give to them. And so, we get specific individual verses for the seniors. We share that with them, and then we'll pray for them. We'll pray for them and their families, and we'll take a, a social distancing group picture. <laughs> Those might be posted up if you guys are friends with any of our committee seniors. And then we hop in the car and we do it all over again um, with other seniors. But it's really cool. It's very emotional. A lot of the seniors have teared up. Their parents have been emotional. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> been emotional um, praying for Christian, actually, who's on the podcast. Um, the leaders turned to me and like, hey, how long have you known Christian? And I think it was like seven to eight years. Uh, I've known Christian since he was in sixth grade, and now he's a senior. And so to have the, the privilege to go out and pray for him and his family, um, <laughs> I got choked up unexpectedly, and it, it took me a while to get, get words to come out of my mouth, but... It's just it's just goes to show that I, I know this is a tough time for the seniors and for youth, but just know that us youth leaders care about you guys as well. And we're missing you guys, but I think that was something awesome that our church was able to do for, for our seniors. Yeah, and that, that is so cool. You know, that's a really great opportunity. And, and hopefully if you guys are listening and, and have been some of the seniors that have been visited, then, then we are so happy for that. And I know Christian as well, it was cool to see um, you were able to to get visited with that group that was going around to all the seniors' houses. But I know earlier in this whole quarantine season, it was also cool to see that you were able to have a little bit of a birthday celebration. I remember seeing your uh, birthday come up as one of the first ones on Instagram that I saw during this quarantine uh, that had a little bit of birthday celebration. So what happened uh, when all that happened? So yeah, 
I turned 18 recently, and that was kind of like the birthday that I was waiting for, because usually when we turn 18, my parents, they plan, well, not usually, because it's only once, but (laughs) when my my brother turned 18, my parents had like this whole hangout with a bunch of friends, so I was looking forward to that because I want to hang out with my friends, but then once this all happened, I got bummed out, and I thought, what am I going to be able to do? And then, so my parents pulled me out to, quote unquote, play spike ball. And then while we were playing, everybody drove by and just surprised me with a bunch of like car honks and scream there. <laughs> That's awesome. And I know it's like it's for for anybody listening. Sometimes it's tempting to be like, oh, man, well, I haven't got visited by anybody or I haven't had my birthday celebrated in a special way. And I know it can be a real bummer during these times when we have these special events that come up that some things that we're looking forward to it and and maybe it doesn't get celebrated the way that we were hoping for. But hopefully we can encourage you guys that there are still ways to celebrate. There are still ways to connect with people, uh, hopefully in a way that is, you know, in guideline with most importantly, you know, what your what your family's comfortable with, what your parents are comfortable with. You know, we really encourage you guys not only to to hopefully receive some of that celebration, and we hope that you guys can take part in that, but also be thinking how you can celebrate others, uh, how you can help others, because it definitely if if you've had maybe a senior year or a birthday that's been interrupted by all of this quarantining, there are probably other people that have as well. So what can you do to kind of creatively let them know that, that you're thinking about them, um, you know, even praying for them and, and celebrating with them? Yeah, and to, if, I, if, if you don't mind me chiming in. No, go for it. Don't allow the enemy to come in in these times. I know we see social media and there are these birthday parades and, and stuff and... So the, the enemy's sneaky, and some of you guys that maybe didn't get a birthday parade in front of your houses, or um, you see certain things happening and you're not being part of it, you're not being invited to certain things, just know that these things may be planned by their parents, and it's not favoritism based off of the people doing it, but more parents are asking for favor uh, for their kids, and, and so on. Whatever the, the reasons are, some parents are more cautious as far as what's going on in the world right now, which is totally fine. But yeah, the enemy, he's sneaky. Uh, I know one of you youth, uh, jokingly, because <laughs> you know I was part of Christian's birthday parade as well, um, but on your birthday, you sent me a picture of your front porch, <laughs> and you're like, hey, I'm waiting for you, where are you at? And it was all jokes, we laughed about it. Um, but there may be some youth out there that that are thinking that, you know, and they may take it personal. Um, but again, this is an act of the enemy, and don't don't give into that. I don't want you guys to be discouraged, but more be encouraged, and just know when all this passes, I'm sure your loved ones, your friends are going to want to do something for you guys eventually. Okay, so don't don't take it to heart that the Lord's with you guys, and see the light in this, and don't don't look at the darkness and the dark times. Along with that, I mean, it's it's important, like Brandon was saying, not to not to let discouragement seep in, not to let all this stuff happen. You know, we need to be. You know, taking encouragement from the Lord and from the people around us. I think that it's important in being creative. You know, we talked about having hobbies, having interests that are going to be creative to take up your time so that you're not constantly consuming, being willing to to celebrate and to take in the moments that we can during all of this. And and also, I really wanted to touch on quickly how we can, as Christians, also 
be shining a light and being an encouragement to other people and uh, showing people the hope that we have in Christ during this time. So really just how can we witness creatively uh, while we're at home and, and while we might not be you know meeting at church or, or interacting with people the way that we might have at school or anywhere else? Ben, I want to go to you on this. What are some ideas that you can think, just basic things that we can do to kind of share the love of Christ with, with believers and non-believers just from our homes? Um, I think with... Obviously, there's so many avenues with social media and just um, just texting people and calling people. I've noticed that like a lot of people have been doing that more with their friends. They're like, "Oh, have you been keeping in touch with people?" Like, "Yeah, we've been calling or or whatever." But um, also, what I've been doing a little bit, and even my my uh, younger sister has been doing, is her and her friends and me and some of my friends we've been sending letters. So like, even as like crazy as that might seem as a lot of you guys listening may not even even sent a letter before but um (laughs) (laughs) but just a very personal kind of thing to do for a friend or someone that you want to reach out to is a really cool way dude that's awesome i didn't even think about that um because we have text messaging but you're right uh an actual letter goes a long way i know back in my younger days (laughs) I would do missions to the Navajos, and although we had text messaging, we would do we would write letters to each other, and it was cool just waiting for the letter and and seeing it personalized. Uh, not too long ago, I moved from my house to an apartment, and I found a box of old letters from the Navajos and people that I was reaching out to back then, um, which was cool because Facebook, Instagram, all that wasn't a thing, and so to get these letters and to see the first and last names again, I was able to find them on social media and reconnect with them. But aside from social media and all that, yeah, handwritten letters, that's that's awesome, and it means a lot. It's really cool. So I'm glad you're doing that. I'm glad you brought that up because um, you guys might be expecting letters from me now <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Christian? What are some other ways that you think that we can encourage people? And, and maybe even if you could speak more towards, like, how can we be a witness right now as far as even people who might not know the Lord while we're at home? How can we be a light for the gospel? Yeah, with one of the hard parts of the quarantine is that not a lot of people are like good texters per se. Like they don't like being on the phone. Like for me, I'd rather be in person talking to somebody and witnessing to them in person. But um, because of what we have, we can't do that. So I've just been texting some friends, asking them if they need prayer for anything, just asking them how they're doing. And then if they need if they need any help or anything, I just like talk to them help them do stuff with what I know. And I know that something that's been said before on, on different on different venues that we've had, um, different things with, let's say, the Monday night discussions uh, that we're doing, um, and also the, uh, you know, the committed youth lives that we've been having sometimes on Thursday nights, different things that have been said as well is just sharing our, you know, our, our resources and the services that we're doing, um, even for the main service through, through Calvary La Habra. Um, it's easy enough now with us being completely online to just be like, hey, check out this YouTube link or hey, check out this video that my church put together. I think that's a really cool way that we can also be reaching out to people, hopefully giving some encouragement, hopefully providing some of the love of Jesus. I, I know that even during this time of being quarantined and being separated, um, the Great Commission doesn't stop. And uh, I know that's one thing that's kind of been emphasized at, at our church at Calvary La Habra just during this whole time is that, you know, we're still called to love people. We're still called uh, to share with people, to to kind of expand the kingdom of God. And hopefully we can find creative 
good ways to do that even while while we're all at home. So with that, I guess we'll bring it to a close. We're about out of time. So I want to say thank you to all of you guys for being on the podcast today. We are officially up to four people on our podcast. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for being here. Thank you for journeying with us on our international voyage of discovery today from the comforts of our own homes. Uh, so thank you guys so much. And, you know, God willing, we're going to keep these discussions going right here on the podcast. So if you guys who are listening have an idea for the podcast of what we can talk about or if you guys have any questions about what we're talking about, um, feel free to you know text the youth leader if you have their number. If not, you can always just get in contact with us through our Instagram at Committed Youth. We love you guys. We are praying for you guys. We hope you guys can find ways to be creative during this time of COVID-19. And until next time, we will say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>